0: old friend, I've come to spoil another film with you again. As Benjamin graduates from college, he returns to his suburbia hometown neighborhood to stay with his parents. Confused, lost, and unsure about his future, he stumbles into an affair with his dad's business partner's wife, a.k.a. Mrs. Robinson. As the affair evolves, Ben's, Ben is asked to take out Robinson's daughter. Love, conflicted interest, and the complexity of life unfolds as Ben tries to find his way into the post-grad, quote, real world. Today, we will be spoiling the 1967 classic, let me uh, emphasize classic, The Graduate, a comedy, drama, romance, Um, and this is my second hosting. I think uh, the first one I did was Breathless, um, and that was in 1960, uh, the film came out, and this is 1967, so it seems to be a trend right there. Um, I think I need to also mention, this is the first episode in a while that's me, Stevie, Pappy, and Money Money Mike are all together recording. It's good to have you all back. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Coo-coo-ca-choo. Coo-coo-ca-choo. He is the Eggman. Good, 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 good. Well, I think uh, it's, it's well to mention since we're doing a movie on The Graduate, which uh, largely has to do with love as well as a marriage at the end. Um, us four were actually at Stevie's wedding um, a couple weeks ago. That's why we've kind of had a hodgepodge uh, release these last couple weeks but that was a fantastic wedding beautiful wedding uh, Lauren looked beautiful Stevie you looked very dapper um, Pappy the best man or you could also call him the best grandpa uh, either one uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then me and Stevie or me and uh, money were uh, groomsmen as well so we were all in the wedding it was a lot of fun I don't think there were any hiccups um, it was a beautiful wedding uh, we all had a lot of fun and it's really really good to be back I forgot to bow
1: Oh yeah, you did ruin you did ruin the wedding. You had one job. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did
2: yeah. ruin the wedding. The wedding doesn't yeah. count now. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the best man doesn't bow. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Um, it was a Catholic wedding and I crossed in front of the altar and didn't <laughs> Father
3: Zach looked less than thrilled. Yeah,
2: he was didn't he was not in Show it. respect.
0: Yeah. Well yeah. and apparently yeah. you know, I took my vest off too and that's a big no no. I got like <laughs> death stare from Stevie. I think I think at that moment he well, defriended me. <laughs>
3: Well, can we elaborate on this? Please, we yeah. hadn't been introduced yet at the this is true. at the reception. And Vince went upstairs and took off his vest and put on Nikes.
0: Hey, I put on some fresh kicks because I was going to cut a rug and get some dancing going. And, uh, you know, I come down and get hated on. <laughs> this was
2: before dinner, yeah. Okay, this was <laughs> before, before already, like, anything. <laughs> well, let me just
0: mention that we all had a lot of adult beverages. And I personally haven't been in too many weddings, so I wasn't really sure of protocols um, but I definitely learned the fast and hard way when uh, Lauren gave me a look like what the hell are you doing Vince and actually that might have been verbatim what she said and then uh, Stevie also said dude go change <laughs> and so I went we were
2: change. all uh, dipping our toes in the blood of Christ a little bit <laughs> it was a fun day it
0: was a fun day it was a fun, fun day well yep so that's been kind of uh, why we've been gone and you know this summer lulls of course but uh, we're here to talk about some film um, some film that we've uh, been trying to spoil for a very, very long time. I think we have a split decision here, so this might be some good debate. Um, I just kind of want to jump into it and uh, and uh, kind of see what you guys feel about it. Um, Money Mike, I want to hear your opinion on The Graduate.
1: My opinion on The Graduate. Okay, let's be clear here. I haven't watched this movie yet. I, uh, <laughs> I watched... Wow. Money to, Mike did not participate my at all. fully off of memory from a, a movie report project I had to do last year for school. Okay, so, so I, to
0: re reiter- or to uh, reclarify, I suppose you've seen it, before, yeah, I've seen it before. just not recently.
1: Yeah, just not recently. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, all I remember about it was Simon and Garfunkel. The entire movie. Uh, there was good uh, good cinematography. Yep. I remember that. Full show. Sure. Um, and Ben was kind of a dick, dick slash idiot the entire movie, and I still don't understand how he ended (laughs) up with the girl. Like, he did everything you wouldn't do in in a relationship, and he still ended up with the girl, so I thought the whole plot was pretty confusing. And also, it's like one of the most ambiguous endings to any movie I've ever seen. I don't know exactly. I, I've heard theories that it could go both ways. Ambiguous,
0: though? Well, so are you are you referring to the very, very last scene? They're sitting on a bus together, and they kind of both have this look uh, come across their face like, what the hell did I just do? Um, yeah. Elaine, for one, just left her uh, um, husband to be at the altar for Benjamin, um, and then Ben obviously came running in and ruined a wedding. <laughs> so they kind of uh, – um, and don't they cut to uh, yeah. "Sounds of Silence" um, by Simon Garfunkel? Yeah, "Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend." Um, yeah. For the
2: third time in that movie. For the third too. time. Yeah. 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 Once during the affair, then once during
1: the opening yeah. credits as yep. well.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess you could take it either way. What, what do you think happened, Mikey?
1: Uh, I think, uh, as soon as they looked at each other and they both like kind of looked towards the front of the bus, they both it looked like they both immediately regretted their decision. And then you got "Sound yeah. of Silence" playing in the background, and that that scene has been parodied so many so many times in other TV shows and movies and stuff. So, it, and and all in that context, parodied yeah.
0: though. So that means this is the original. Yeah. And you know, all of those contexts. Where it comes from.
1: All of those other contexts. Uh, it seems like it was like a terrible decision on Joe. <laughs> throw
0: in the yeah. uh, joke from Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. time anything goes bad for joke...
1: <laughs>
0: uh, do you have anything else to throw in on that money?
1: Uh, I mean, I can't remember anything specific right now. But once you guys start talking, it'll come back to me. So
0: for sure, feel free to jump in. That's what we do here. Um, let's cut over to Pappy. I want to hear what Pappy had to think about uh, the graduate.
2: Well, I know some of us didn't like this movie that much, and I for those of you who didn't like it, possibly I only
0: twenty five percent of us. <laughs> I
2: have I have one word that'll change your mind. Plastics.
0: Uh, plastics? <laughs> of what? It's Fuck from the you. Movie. Yeah. from the
2: movie. Uh, I mean, I, this is an all-time classic movie. It's beautiful and sounds great. The only criticism I have that I think makes it kind of boring is that the humor doesn't really hold up. Not that it's in the same league as Time Bandits, but it kind of falls into the same traps of being a humor of a certain time, of a certain quality. It doesn't really translate today. But uh, the visuals of this movie are pretty stunning. Um, The lighting, a lot of the way that the shots are framed. um, Kind of a... It's a story about rebellion and kind of a failed rebellion against your parents. And then... Revenge. Yeah. And and then the last shot, I think, is pretty clear-cut that they realize that they've made a huge mistake. Like... Um, ben and Elaine kind of have this look on their face when they're in the back of the bus and it's like Ben just let out this silent but deadly fart and it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> rolling over both of them and they're like becoming aware of the situation but no I mean it's it's a great movie I don't know if it's like how you'd necessarily want to spend your Saturday night it's not like the most entertaining movie but it's a great piece like, of cinema oh, it,
1: Buzzkill nice nice
0: well now I'm gonna cut over to um our producer here, Stevie, which I think he's been voicing his opinion as not necessarily loving this movie. So I want to hear the words from the uh the man himself. What what was your take here?
3: Yeah, this movie is not my bag at all. I was just con- mm. I was confused because like for the first forty five minutes I thought he had Asperger's. So I was like I was like, oh, I can like I can like uh <laughs>
2: That's Rain
3: Man, dude. You Rain watched Man. Rain wrong Man. Wrong film. Yeah, you watched the wrong Hoffman <laughs> yeah. film. No, this was like pre-Rain Man. He was like... Definitely, definitely watch Rain Man. He was like too, like, we watch Jeopardy on it, Wednesdays, like, away from being Rain Man. But, <laughs> like, for the first 45 minutes, I thought he had Asperger's, so I was like, oh, I'm totally rooting for this guy. Like, you know, he got through college with Asperger's, <laughs> you know, he's just, he's trying to make it. And then... The track star. And... Like he takes Elaine to a strip club on his on like their first date.
0: Is whoa, whoa, whoa! I think it was more like a burlesque. burlesque. I don't think I said that right either time. Burlesque. It's so
3: awesome? bur- it actually a strip club. A Moulin It's Rouge. a bold choice. It's a bold choice. <laughs> yeah. Burlesque. I think sounded way, right, yeah. Vince. But um, burlesque. Like he takes her to that, <laughs> and like it's just re- the ending just made no sense to me, just because like. What girl in the right mind would be like, oh, that's a dude that broke up my family and slept with my mom. I'm totally going to run away with that guy. And I, I just not my movie. I, and I, think I, I guess I that's like the main. Why that's your biggest gripe. That's like my biggest gripe of the whole movie. It's like, OK, we're rooting for this guy that broke up a family yeah. is extre- extremely awkward. Why?
2: Why are we rooting for him? He's a douche yeah he's kind of like an anti-hero in my opinion it doesn't like make it bad but
3: well i know but i mean i think he comes across as a hero though i mean who else is going to be the hero mr feeney i don't know (laughs) i don't think there really is a good guy it's kind of a bunch of i mean that was like the one redeeming quality of the movie to me was mr feeney was in it a very (laughs) even though he's old in this movie like it was still like a young mr feeney so (laughs) i don't know which
2: which character was he again he
3: was uh dustin hoffman's dad Oh, right, right, right. And, uh, I mean, I guess this movie could be a classic for the time period. I don't understand how the AFI has this in their top 100 or, like, in, like, their top 10 comedies. Um, there's, like, a thousand... Comedy's o- tough, yeah. I mean, it's if you want to call it anything, it's more of like a black comedy because you're dealing with depression, alcoholism, breaking up a family, pretty dark subjects, and you kind of take like, a comedic turn at it.
2: Yeah, but there are, like, really... Funny scenes like when he's in the lobby being super right. The Rain Man parts. He right. signs in and he signs <laughs> it under the wrong name and he takes it away. Right. And well, There's even a, a little person joke at one point in the movie too, which is you know. Yeah, like brief, the, the Rain Man brief brief. parts were great, and then it just kind of <laughs> fell. Yeah.
3: So yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah that's
0: another that's another connection to uh, time bandits. Time right
3: bandits. Way. Yeah, we pretty much watched time bandits too. <laughs> Twice, this this yeah, movie but... made me miss time bandits, but um...
0: <laughs> fuck off. <laughs>
3: I mean I guess no it's a classic for its time, time. Except
0: Pappy's childhood. That's the only person that misses that.
3: <laughs> but oh I just God. in my mind this movie doesn't hold up very well and I probably won't watch it again unless actually yeah, I probably just won't watch it again. But it's a classic for the time, just not my bag.
1: This Gosh. movie would have ended after their first date. She would have never spoken to him again after she left that burlesque club. You but then like he real, then he stalks her over Parsley
2: Sage Rosemary and Thyme and wins her back.
0: <laughs> well, who so wouldn't win a girl back with that yeah. song playing in yeah. the background? I hate that song. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like, uh, what is it, <laughs> Roxborough Park? What's it? Uh, you know what I'm saying. Scarborough, Scarborough Fair, Park. that's what I meant. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. I hate that song so that's much. What I was and talking they played that, yeah. thing more than once. And they just...
1: They, yeah, they play... They they only play like three Simon and Garfunkel songs, but they play them four different times throughout <laughs> each movie, throughout the entire movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and first of all, let me get that out there that uh, we all know that Art Garfunkel is the true artistic genius. Thank behind that you. Band. <laughs> he really pushed that band to its new boundaries, and uh, without him, Paul Simon would be nobody. Just kidding, Paul Simon. If you'd love to be on the show, we'd love to have you, uh, Pappy. But go ahead, go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, I think uh, that the movie was pretty much done, and I think that the album was pretty much done too, and then Mike Nichols approached Paul Simon and had the movie included. So then hmm. the mo- there was a soundtrack that was released, uh, the soundtrack from The Graduate, which has mostly all of their songs, um, that was a U.S. Billboard number 1, and then the actual album that was the follow-up uh, was the album called bookends. The The album is actually one of my favorite albums of all time. It's a concept album, and I definitely recommend it. It um, has all the songs from this movie, plus uh, America and Good A song. Hazy sh- Shade of Winter, which are a couple of their biggest nice. songs.
0: Nice. Nice. I did not know that. Uh, you, you mentioned Mike Nichols. Um, he was the director of this film, and he won Best Director of the 40th Academy Awards, 1968's um, Academy Awards. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty big best director for this film. Um, (laughs) And then (laughs) they were nominated for seven different Academy Awards at the time. Best Picture being one, uh, Best Actor in Leading Role, Dustin Hoffman, Best Actress in Leading Role, Anne Bancroft, Best Actress in Supporting Role, Catherine Ross, who is Elaine, Uh, Anne was uh, Mrs. Robinson, Best Writing Screenplay based on material from another medium, and Best Cinematography. Um, mentioning best cinematography um i read some um i forget where probably just imdb or or whatnot but uh, um, about how they shot when benjamin the track star was running um they also had the camera moving so it looked like he was never actually getting closer to his uh final destination which i thought was pretty brilliant and i didn't even really notice it watching the the movie um but uh it, it really ties into the um I guess, theme of the entire movie, is just him kind of running towards something that he has no idea what he's going for, uh, and I think that was kind of a major theme. Um, but uh, yeah, y'all, y'all uh, uh, gave your opinions there, so I'm just going to kind of throw mine out there, and uh, it seems like it's kind of mixed across the board with maybe more so negative. so I'm just definitely going to throw my positive opinion about this film out. Um, it's definitely top 25 my favorite movies. I freaking love this movie, um, and the reason I really like it, and I think... All of us, um, we can relate on how coming home after college, you're lost. you don't know what you're doing. I mean unless you have a job set up, um, even then you don't know how to be an adult, you know you don't know how I don't know at least for me speaking, maybe you guys disagree, but I think you're kind of just lost about where you're out where you are in the world and, and I think the entire movie really encompasses that very well um, showing Benjamin just kind of stumbling literally and metaphorically through his life as he comes back from college. Um, but yeah, I really liked it because I can relate to it in that aspect, but I also liked it because I think it's, it's kind of a rebellion love story in a sense. Um, yes, Benjamin hooks up and then starts having an affair with his dad's business partner's wife, Mrs. Robinson. Um, And then later is asked and pressured by both his parents and the Robinsons to take out Elaine Robinson um, on a date while he's still having an affair with Mrs. Robinson. Um, With this all happening, um, he kind of, you know, is a jerk, as mentioned before, takes her to a burlesque show i think i said that wrong burlesque
3: is amazing. the correct pronunciation yes. Bur-lo-lesque. Bur-lo-lesque. like the tie yeah <laughs>
0: yes all right whatever a bolo tie uh so he, <laughs> she, he, he takes her to the bolo tie um and uh you know everything's going really terrible and then she just starts crying and i think that's a very natural response and he, and he goes after and runs after her and catches her and kind of says you know um, actually, I don't think you can hear what he says, and they start making out, which is kind of unrealistic. Uh, but you never know. I mean, this is young love. This is young kids. I mean, uh, I think anyone can relate to doing stupid things um, when the heart desires, I suppose. Um, but uh, um, I really love this movie, and, and I think it's more of like a, a cry for help uh, for these kids. Um, because, you know, as the movie progresses, uh, it is found out that, that Benjamin is having an affair with Mrs. Robinson. Um, and then Elaine also finds out and goes to uh, UC Berkeley um, um, up in uh, Berkeley, California, the Bay Area. Um, and uh, a, a part of the film is Ben kind of running out there to chase after her and try to win her back. Um, and this why this is all unfolding, um, Mr. Robinson finds out and comes and finds uh, a Ben and kind of confronts him like... Uh, Stay away from my daughter or I'll kill you kind of thing. Um, And so it's kind of just the pressures of growing up. And then with that, Mr. Robinson arranges a marriage um, for Elaine. And uh, I I think Elaine did not want to do that. No, did she want to marry Ben? I I think that's definitely up for debate. Um, But did she want to marry the other guy that was arranged? Uh, 100% no, in my opinion. Um, So the film, and I don't know if we've really discussed this in any kind of depth, um, the film ends with uh, Elaine at the altar um, in a church With uh, her husband to be, I suppose, um, in a wedding setting. And Ben is kind of running against the clock. And I think I mentioned earlier with like cinematography and directing, um, as Ben was running, they also moved the camera back so it kind of looked like he never was really getting closer to the church. Uh, Anyways, he does run into the church um, right when they're about to say the I do's. Um, Ben is knocking on this glass and like, Elaine! Elaine! Knocking on the glass. And it's the most like classic, classic scene. Uh, I think in all of American cinema or cinema in general um, is is the scene where, you know, uh, um, Mr. Robinson's looking at Elaine and that like they're all giving like these mean looks and they zoom in on the face. And then like the uh, they zoom in on the husband to be and he's kind of like mumbling profanities under his breath, like staring down at Elaine. And, and, and you can just really, really, really feel the pressure in the air um, of get married. This is what you need to do. This is the track you need to be on. And well, so they they reason, they
2: were married though, right? Like
0: they might have said the I do. Yeah,
2: they I did say they might, the I do because yeah. it's kind of like the inverse of that trope. Like, does anyone have any objections? Like, they were already married because mm-hmm. at one point, very Mrs. Robinson point. says it's too late, and she's like, "For you, it is," and then her mom slaps her or whatever.
0: Yeah, very very good point. Yeah, I think they they were actually married. Um, but yeah, just going off back to my ramblings. Um, I think it's Well just, did
1: the best. Did the best man bow? <laughs> if not, <laughs> that's the reason that it if all not,
0: then the, the best then man then didn't bow. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess my interpretation on the ending, um, just going off of you know all those pressures of 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 Elaine or making Elaine get married to somebody that she didn't want to marry at all, and uh, so the ending, you know, Benjamin does Ben does get her. And it's kind of funny because he kind of like pulls her away from everyone else who's trying to keep Elaine there. Um, It's actually almost like a physical altercation. He pushes uh, the dad and and then kind of like steals Elaine away. (laughs) He pulls out the cross and almost waves it like a sword and all the people are, are, are kind of backing away in a circle. And then they get out the front door, and he jams it through the door so it kind of locks, and then they run away, jump on a bus, they go all the way to the back seat of the bus, and then, hello, darkness, my old friend. All the way to uh, Tijuana. All the way to Tijuana, and I think this is where the debate goes on what really happened there. Um, I think, and I don't think Ben and Elaine just left and got married. I think what happened was just the final breakthrough of... Um, you know, post 1950s kind of, this is how life is supposed to be into, you know, 1967, 1968, 1969, into the 70s of breaking through into like, you can be an individual if you want, you don't have to follow the way your parents went, you don't have to follow the way that society tells you to go. And I think that's kind of the overall theme of what was really happening was that they just broke free. And they were both free from their families. And they never had to see them again, if they didn't want to, or they didn't have to follow the um, life path that their family set out for them to take. And I think that was kind of the the ending that I felt um, was really happening. So, no, I don't think they were like, oh, no, I regret this. And I don't think they were like, oh, my God, we're going to get married. I think they were just like <sighs> a giant sigh of relief of I'm going to do what I want from here on out. And so I know that was really, really long winded. But that was my take on the movie. If anyone wants to uh, kind of jab back at it.
2: Yeah, I mean for the ending, I guess I didn't even consider the fact that there might not be regret and I mean definitely a major theme of the movie, like I think like you mentioned, was sort of this evolution of both coming into a new new decades of the sixties of seventies and some of the lyrics of uh Mrs. Robinson suggest that too, you know, like mm-hmm. where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio, Nation turns its lonely eyes to you? Like mm-hmm. our our concept of heroes are changing. Um mm-hmm. And I think that it's an interesting point again, like that it might not be regret, but it's definitely not the happily ever after moment. I think that would be a pretty shallow interpretation. It wouldn't be a, as interesting as, you know, of regret, a, a regret or of, wow, we just stuck it to our parents, like, good for us.
0: Yeah.
1: Even if I'd like to see. Go ahead, money. I'd like to see what uh what they do for that next Thanksgiving if they're going back home and <laughs> what <their parents> <laughs> <laughs> Just showing point. up back back on Thanksgiving, seeing how that all goes down.
3: I was gonna say, um I've been doing a lot of research on divorce lately, don't ask me why. why? Um, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: let let me remind our our listeners that this is the guy that just got married.
3: Yeah. No, no, it's for a different reason. But um gotcha even if they did get married miraculously somehow thanks to ronald reagan and a lot of his legislation they would have been divorced like in minutes like right after 1969 Um, in the state of of california state of california in 1969 ronald reagan was the governor of and he implemented this law where you could get divorced literally for no reason you didn't have to like file a reason why you were getting a divorce that's why but that's why between like the years of like nineteen eighty like nineteen sixty nine to like nineteen eighty four was this country's highest divorce rate it's ever been. And so I'd have to think that even if they did get married, they would not have stayed together because people during like that fifteen year period were getting divorced left and right.
2: Well that that's kind of an interesting point, but you know, a lot of times, divorce is negative, but also I think Louis C.K. has a quote where n- "there's been no good marriage that ends in divorce." And like in the case of the Robinsons, it might have been better off if those two had just split up at some point. Like, they're probably both having affairs. Like, they're clearly not in love anymore, and it was a shotgun wedding because of Elaine anyway. You know, like yeah, there was really a huge problem that was causing caused all of the problems of this movie was their marriage essentially
1: uh that guy that elaine was about to get married to was he a dick to her i don't remember was he like abusive abusive to her or he something? wasn't shown
2: a lot he was yeah, just he kind was of there p- you get you get you get the feel from his locker room buddies that he's kind of like a pimp or something and oh they yeah they go to
0: like his frat or something or where he's like staying and they're like oh him where, where's he at who's he,
1: yeah, who's he, with? he fucking in a, like, yeah
0: yeah whatever yeah so it kind of just seemed
2: like it was like... <laughs> that right.
1: classic 19, 1960s slang, who's he, who's he banging yeah, who's tonight? who's he fucking tonight? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, old timer, who are you fucking tonight?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> who are you digging down tonight, old pal?
0: Exactly how they talk. <laughs> well, well at the North him Atlantic, yeah. <laughs> that last scene where he's looking down at her and the, the camera zooms in and he's kind of definitely gritting his teeth and, and, and really clenching his jaw and, and saying like, It's just kind of what it looks like. I don't think it's actually audible. I don't think you can actually hear it, but it looks like he's mumbling profanities. Like, you better not do that or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think I asked yes or no for everybody. I'll start off with a definite yes. Um, I'm going to pop it over to Stevie because I think I know his answer.
3: I say this for a lot of movies. um, If you have anything else to do in your (laughs) free time... (laughs) do that don't watch this don't watch this movie other movies in your if you queue, have other i mean even like up. any nick cage movie possible oh. throw that up there <laughs> hey our nick Face our uh, our nicholas cage match 2016 is going to be coming up soon so get ready for that but um i would say if you have nothing else to do i mean even gardening would be sound better but just watch it to say you've seen it. Other than that, uh, I give us a no.
0: Yikes! Well, that's a yes and no. Let's go to Mikey.
1: Um. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting decision for me because I hated it because I had to do it for homework, but also it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, and it has some really great cinematography, and uh, it is like one of the more iconic American films that's ever been made. So you should probably see it if you enjoy watching movies and like movie history because it gets brought up all the time and you got to you gotta watch it for the ending uh, to understand the reference to a scene that's been parodied hundreds of times probably now. So I think you should watch it if you want to respect movies, I guess. Like Everybody has seen this movie that enjoys movies and movie history, so yes, watch it. But I can't can't guarantee that you're going to enjoy it. For sure.
3: Pappy? That was a graduate ending. That was pretty cool.
2: (laughs) Wait, so was that a yes or It was a yes, right? We'll never know, Pappy. We'll never
0: know. That was a graduate response.
2: That was
3: such a graduate response. That was awesome. I'll
2: just, yeah, I'll say this... Um, When I say that the humor doesn't hold up or that there are unlikable characters, those are really small criticisms. I couldn't disagree with Stevie more. I think this is one of the best American movies ever made. I think that even if you have gripes with the plot, which I think a a lot of our complaints have been with the characters are annoying or you know, they're doing something stupid. Uh, other movies we reviewed this year, like Green Room and movies that we've just mentioned, like uh, Blue Harvest, is that right, Stevie? What's it called? Blue...
3: Blue Ruin? Blue Velvet? Blue
2: Ruin. Blue Velvet, yeah. yeah that velvet. Sometimes you watch a movie and you're smarter than the main character. And whether that's because you have the wisdom of perspective of time, or if you are, you know, you're just young and you're like, hey, you know, why not bang your dad's associate's wife like what could go wrong <laughs> but but even if you do have problems with, with, with those elements i think that you everyone would have to agree that the movie is executed phenomenally i mean there are a couple of shots like the shot of the pool through the uh scuba gear equipment yeah. yeah a lot of shots yeah, the on pool the pool cool. yeah they're, they're not afraid to take risks in, in this movie like you know a five-minute montage of a sound of silence representing the affair and with, with reverse technology and other stuff. So great movie. Like I said, maybe not an uplifting movie, maybe a movie you might come away frustrated by elements of, but a great film. So hard yes.
0: Nice. Nice review. Um, so, yeah, that's three yeses, one no. Uh, I think we call that pass-race?
2: Uh, no, it's only if everyone says yes.
0: Okay, but so this is yeah. this is like you should eat it tomorrow because the the uh, expire, <laughs> expire date is coming soon. So, um, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> this is discount milk yeah, here. This
0: is <laughs> yeah. We've got a shelf life, but <laughs> seventy nine cents on <gallon laughs> milk right here. Um, awesome. Well, does anybody have any kind of final thoughts before we maybe play a little trivia game? Mm. All right, we'll dub in some <laughs> <for that. Yeah. laughs> and, uh, Great talk, boys, great talk. Uh, check out bookends. Check <laughs> out <laughs> bookends. Great talk. Well, I'm just gonna uh, give like one, I have a couple notes written out. now. Um, yeah. the, the famous line, Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you, uh, was voted number 63 movie quote um, of American Film Institute out of 100, um, and then also number 5 on 100 Greatest Movie Lines. Um, so I, I think everyone, not everyone, but if, if you've at least – been alive for a little bit and, and 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 been exposed to pop culture. You probably have seen that in one way or another, um, either parodied, parodied, or kind of just like quoted or, or whatnot. But uh, I think uh, I don't think we've mentioned that. Um, another thing to mention was that uh, this movie was the first time a director was paid a flat salary, um, and he got a million dollars for this, and then won uh, best director. So well paid off. Um, also, just taking off of uh, IMDb, um, we have a score of 8.0 with over 200,000 votes, um, and then uh, a meta score of 77. Um, it grossed $100 million, $104 million, um, with a budget of 3000 so I think that's fairly successful. Um, million, I, I really $3, into, three million. Yeah, $3 million to $104 million, so... Um, they made over $100 million on this film. So, or grossed, uh, if you will. Um, another f- a little point that I thought was pretty awesome, and shoot, I thought I wrote this down, but I must not have. Um, but uh, the reason <laughs> Hoffman was casted for this role um, was kind of because he was a stumbling, fumbling idiot in the uh, um, in the audition. And, and Dustin Hoffman, if, if this wasn't the case, uh, please come on our show and, and dispute it. But uh, a word on the street is that He was a kind of buffoon in it, and and the director was like, no, that is the perfect guy we want, um, after everyone else thought he was kind of dismissed and and not going to be Ben. Um, And then one last thing that I thought was interesting was that uh, Mrs. Robinson, and Bancroft, was only six years older than Benjamin or Dustin Hoffman uh, in this film, her being 35 and him being uh, 29. Um, so I thought that was a uh, pretty unique, and then him in the film was allegedly 20, turning 21 uh, soon. I think that was actually a quote as well. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's go into some trivia. Um, I have a nice little question here. We're gonna play Price Is Right rules. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I'm gonna list out an order, and then um, in that order, you guys will only have one guess, and then it'll be a definitive winner um, after that. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, the trivia question for today, Dustin Hoffman is a beloved American actor. How many released movies, oh, released hmm. movies, has he been in? According
2: and to gonna what? we're going to do the order. According to what?
0: According to Wikipedia.
2: Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia. Yeah.
2: Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> um So we're going to start with uh, Stevie, because this was, graduate, was his favorite film. Yep. Um, we're going to do Pappy, then we're going to do Money. Um, Good. So, that's the order. Uh, Price is right rules. I think we all know how that goes. You go over, you're done. Um, closest to it without going over. Stevie, what do you think? How many movies has Dustin Hoffman been, according to Wikipedia, released movies?
3: Released movies, I'd say
0: 94.
3: Whoa. 94. Happy. Um... That seems high. Well, I mean, The Graduate came out almost 50 years ago. I mean, I, I have to think you would at least do two movies a year at some point.
2: Good point. I'll say 95. You're <laughs> such a dick.
3: Christ!
1: <laughs> I just want to take the over. Uh, I'll say... There is no over. Yeah. I'll say uh, 40.
0: And money. And money says 40. Well, the actual answer here is 59, if my math does me correct. and number 60 will be coming out uh, next year. I forget the name of that film. So, uh, 90s, you guys were way too high. Um, Yeah, fucking dummies. 59. uh, And just to mention, this was Dustin Hoffman's second film. For some reason, I've always thought it was his debut, but it's not. Uh, What was his first? Shoot, I forget it. Let me uh, clack away and look at that really quick. Um, I had it written down, but I don't see it anymore um um is i'm really good for radio um
3: i do it all the time
1: the (laughs) undergraduate was his first film
0: high school yeah he was in high school before this the high school graduate um well geez louise
3: then he graduated to rain man
0: (laughs) he graduated to the rain man
3: i did just see
2: all the president's men that movie kicks
3: ass highly recommend it yeah oh yeah I just saw The Cobbler, and it was really good. Is
2: he
0: in that?
3: Yeah, he plays Adam Sandler's dad.
0: <laughs> the Peach Cobbler. Oh, so it came out in the same year, The Tiger Makes Out, in 1967. He played the role of Hap. That was his debu- debut role.
2: He's been in a movie called Papillion? What is that movie? It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, it sounds
0: so good. We're definitely going to spoil that. What? what? Turn? Pap- well, uh... <laughs> Money, actually, take the floor and, and tell us what we're going to be spoiling next.
1: Ooh. Okay, uh, this is a movie pretty much everybody has seen here except for me, and I it's on my list of movies to watch. I have not yet seen the usual That's soundtrack. what I was going to pick! Oh, that's awesome! That's exactly
2: what I had in mind. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> fantastic
1: cool. movie, nice.
0: and I'm so glad that you've never seen it, Mikey. Ooh. We will actually not spoil it for you, because as you may have heard, there is a twist to the entire film, so... Uh, mm-hmm. We will try not to spoil that for you, but great, great pick. Awesome, excited to I'm excited.
1: Hell and awesome. I think it's on uh, Netflix, so it should be pretty easy to Hell yeah. Pretty a, easy to find We can all just
0: Netflix and chill some people and then watch <laughs> it out. Anyways, that was another awesome installment of Spoilers. Nice job, and, uh, Vince. That was fun.
3: Yeah, good job thank of hosting. You. That was a really good one.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed thank it. You, thank you. It was good to have you all back on. It was really good to do us four. Um does anybody want to do a little plugs? I'm really bad at doing the plugs although I put them um, I've been looking at them so I forgot well about, let's
2: though. see let's just try to work through these on it What's our email address
3: at podcast spoiler pod, pod, or podcast spoilers no, at yeah, gmail dot com yeah, yeah.
2: What's our Twitter? It's uh at spoilers, spoilers pdcst We have nice. a website that's coming too
0: website coming the betas out. Be, yeah. the, uh, the real thing should be out the soon. The beta fish is loose. Yeah. Yes, we need to optimize it for mobile as well as uh, as for a uh, little bit more web responsive for different size screens. But it should be out soon, and it will be able to play all of our tracks, um, as well as we'll do a little bio, and then we're looking to add uh, some nice features of like how many times people have hosted, what movies they picked, and, and, and such like that. So look for that coming.
2: Yep, and if you enjoyed this podcast uh, on your iPhone, if you search for spoilers uh, with an explanation point, you can find our podcast and click the reviews tab and leave us a review, and that's what helps us in the rankings and helps us gain a lot of
1: traction that way.
0: Feel free to tell us we fucking suck. That would be we funny. Suck, yeah. We'd like to hear it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Please, Please tell we'll, us. We'll read those. We'll, we'll read any and all reviews. Yeah, yes, we, we, we should read our iTunes reviews. reviews
0: online. Yeah, actually, uh, maybe at the end of Usual Suspects, we can do a little segment like reviews of the day and just kind of read a couple. Um, but we should start reading them. And then yeah, we got
2: a few.
1: We got 20. Yeah. So.
0: We have 20. You hear that, guys? We have 20.
1: 20 reviews. Moving on up. Email world. us movie suggestions as well.
0: Yeah, email us movie suggestions. We're down to spoil anything. Your favorite or your least favorite movie, we will shit on it either way. So uh, <laughs> send it our way and we will destroy it. Um, but this was another episode of uh, Spoilers. Shout out to um, Josh Hensley of the Vega Fantastic band, fantastic artist. Um, he does art music and he's really good at it. Uh, but thanks for having us. Uh, good to talk to you, Pappy. Good to talk to you, Stevie. Good to talk to you, Mikey. Have a <laughs> 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 Got math teacher, Mark, math paper.